right, you tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards in studio with me this morning on a special Tuesday, terrible Tuesday appearance. We've got Sean Yurtkaran. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Uh, you know what I like about, and we discussed this as we both pulled up here, what I like about Thanksgiving week, it's not Thanksgiving, it's most people take the whole week off, and traffic is not as bad in the mornings. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was just a great drive over here. I left my house usually at, like we were talking, I leave about 6.15, 6.20, and it, I'm usually here like at 6.55, 7, yep. or six, yeah, about 6.55, but here it was like, I was like, wait, 6.35, I'm here already. So. Yeah. yeah, I tried to get here about a quarter till just to get my bearings straight and all that, and heck, I left my house 6.15, about the latest I think I've ever left, and Pulled up at the exact same time. I get here every day. I think I was two minutes later, six forty-seven. Anyway, kind of funny. No traffic, yeah. and uh, it's nice. The a lot of the a lot of the two twenty-five hundred drivers, mm-hmm. the I two twenty Daytona five hundred <laughs> drivers, they, they they have not been out on the road the last two mornings. And normally, when it's less traffic, there's always a jerk that still wants to go two hundred miles an hour. Luckily, I did not see any of them this morning, but. Most, the worst driver I saw on my way in this morning was actually by around the Pearl exit. Uh, decided to go around a car in the on the shoulder mm-hmm. on the right lane instead of just you know going or changing a lane to the left. Like where where's Pearl PD when you need them? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There's not a shot at Pearl PD by the way. They are always there, but too much one, sometimes. Yeah, it was just it was just one of those rare occurrences where somebody wasn't there. Yeah. But um, anyway, I was like, mm, they're always here. They could have got them one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's been, yeah, it's great. I guess everybody's you know, it's a it's a pretty relaxed week. Most people just everything kind of shuts down unless you're in sales, right? Yeah. Like you're talking about being a car dealer, car salesman. I was talking to Renee about that last night, and you know, of course, he's going to work on Friday. And I know we think you and I talked about this last week. Like, who's going to buy cars on Black Friday? Like, I always wonder, like, is anybody going nowadays to show up and buy a car? I mean, look. For for all my friends in the dealerships, I hope a lot of people. Oh, I mean, I'm not yeah. saying I hope they do too. I'm just like saying, who does it though? Man, like pe- people buy cars and they have a day off. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, that's one of those those um, flag holidays and or bank holidays are big in the car business. Okay, you know, when city and bank employees or federal employees are off work, they go car shopping. I gotcha. You know, rainy day stuff. Construction workers go car shopping. People, I don't think people plan. Well, there's always those people who plan. Like this Saturday, we're going to go buy a car. A lot of people say, I, I know I need one, but they're currently driving one. It's not like a pressing issue. Mm-hmm. Or they can get a day off and they mess around and get in front of a real salesperson. They're going to buy a car. I gotcha. If, you know, credit credit willing. Credit willing. That's that's the that's the main obstacle. It, it is. It is. Yeah. It is a lot of bad credit out there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's actually it's getting worse too. I, I was reading something the other day about it. All right, let's jump in this, man. Yep. Dexter Wade. This Dexter Wade case. For those who are not familiar, he is the guy who got ran over by an off-duty police officer who was apparently in a patrol vehicle, which that's not unusual. You know, people people drive their vehicles home and to work and all that good stuff. I don't know all the circumstances, but there was a there was a report done. I don't think there was anything. I don't think I do not think this is a cover up. After I've had plenty of time to analyze this, for whatever reason, they did not have a 
victim identification policy. Mm-hmm. But Sean, I would bet you that at some point they had a victim identification policy. I'm sure they did. A family notification policy. Yeah. Maybe that's the better way to say it. Were they able to identify him when he was killed? Uh, that's, that's They originally said no. Okay. And then a ind- independent, air quotes in the studio, autopsy, uh, found that he did have identification in his pocket. Okay, that would have been way to do it. I yep. mean, and I heard that it was the coroner's responsibility to identify uh, family, but th- to me that doesn't make sense. I mean, I've had somebody in JPD tell me, no, it's the coroner's responsibility. And I sit there and think about it, I'm like, well, you know, I- I've had friends, unfortunately, that have passed away in car accidents, mm-hmm. and it's the police that come and notify the family. Yeah, I don't know so what th- this there is. is a, there is a notification you know, I never was involved in that part of the process. I don't know um, what who's who's supposed to do that. The cor- I don't know. I never heard the coroner was supposed to do that. Maybe yeah. maybe that's true. I don't, I don't know. I mean, but somebody could have done it because his ID was in his pocket, right? Yeah. All right. So let's just pretend that that's the case. Terrible situation. Okay. Yes. Like yeah, sounds I mean, like incompetence, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ter- terrible situation. Hate that that happened. That's got to be a horrible way to go. Nobody wants to lose a family member or their life, and under similar circumstances, we can all agree on that. Without it, without any semantics, was he walking on I fifty five or frontage road? Or front. he, he was walking in the he was walking in the middle of the road enough to get run over. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, we're gonna and that, that and that. Look, you guys that don't come through Jackson a lot might not realize how bad of a problem that is, especially on that stretch of interstate. Oh yeah, or frontage road from County Line up to about Lakeland. You know, mm-hmm. as far down as Lake, as far south as Lakeland. Sure, but, and this happened over by McDowell Road. Like, is that where that happened? Yeah, this one happened. Uh, that's right. But that, that that's a problem over there, too. It, it, it's a problem over there, too. Um, uh, it, it, that McDowell exit area. He was walking on the interstate when he was hit, is what the article says. Yeah, let me just say, unless you're broke down, you don't need to be walking on the interstate. No. I mean, there should be that should not be the path you've chosen. And you know what's sad about that is there's frontage roads on both sides there. Yeah. All the yeah. way to Byron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all just, the way to Terry. There's frontage roads. Was his, so was he just walking on the street? His car didn't break down. He just happened to be walking down the interstate. Uh, he been he had been MIA for a little while. Okay, and apparently has some mental mental health issues, possibly drugs. I don't know. Yeah, gotcha. just, a lot of these same, similar boxes all check off. You know, sure. I mean, like and so that's just speculation on my end. I did know. I know for a fact she said he had mental health issues. I mean, I'm 44 years old. I've never walked down the interstate in my entire life unless my car broke down, which that's happened before. But yeah, so he had been okay. missing for a little while. You know, just out of pocket. I don't know if missing's the word. Mm-hmm. And then this happens, and he, you know, it was three months or so before the family was notified. Okay. Again, all that's terrible. Yeah, they should have done that. I mean, I mean, but, I don't know why they didn't do that. That doesn't really seem to make it up. I'm just reading here. It says he's had his government-issued ID with, on him. But this woman, his his mother, and again, I want to be slightly sensitive to the situation but she's screaming about justice, and she wants justice, and she's making a big crap show out of all this. Meanwhile, her brother is George Robinson. The man that was killed in that incident he, with, he, with Anthony Fox? He wasn't killed. Well, you know, or died, whatever yeah, you want to put he, it. Yeah, he, he died. But, so that's the one with Anthony Fox and, mm-hmm. and the other couple JPD officers. She does, she does not have any interest in justice being served in that case. And Anthony Fox being well, released. Well, from her perspective, I guess it was justice. Not from ours, but from her. Well, I would say. well and, and, and from the FBI's, it, yep. was, uh, it, 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 it wasn't justice. From everybody but, everybody, nobody thinks justice was served except Jody Owens. 
I mean, I agree with you there. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, you and, and, and that side of things. Yeah, sure. And the, and the, and the people with the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So I, while my friend Anthony Fox is sitting in jail for another holiday season away from his family for a crime he did not commit, I have no sympathy for this lady. I'm not going to have public sympathy for this lady. And that's people have asked me, Clay, why haven't y'all been talking about the Dexter Wade stuff? That's a big story. Why aren't y'all talking about it? This is why. I wanted to take the proper time to assimilate my thoughts and figure out how I wanted to address this. And as Al Sharpton and Ben Crump and Dennis Sweet and this whole production yesterday for this funeral, from by the way, from a guy that, had already, that they had to exhume to do this, mm-hmm. I, I just have a hard time finding the give a damn to, to, to get on this lady's side. When it feels like they're trying to create another civil rights icon out of this lady because she lost a brother to JPD and now lost a son to JPD. But these are not normal circumstances. The brother was a known drug addict. Mm-hmm. Known drug addict. And there, if, you, if anybody will go do the research on it, you, you know that Anthony Fox's interaction with him did not kill him or was not responsible for his death. Then you have a son who clearly had some mental health issues and got ran over walking down the interstate. Now, the notification thing, that sucks. We can agree that that sucks. We can agree that it sucks to lose family members like that at all. Yeah, I'm glad that they had a funeral for him. I mean, everybody deserves that, I think. You do. I mean, it's... It, Did it have to be streamed oh, on the news? Well, I'm with, not saying that. I'm just saying have a funeral, though. Yeah. That they exhumed him and had a proper funeral sure. for him. He deserved that. I think that's... Um, you know, But I think... I, I I knew about this story because I heard it on the news a little bit, but didn't really pay attention until yesterday. And I saw that Al Sharpton was here, and I texted you immediately. I'm like, "Why is Al Sharpton here? You know, what was what's this about?" And you kind of explained to me what was going on, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just was really. Then I listened to it on the news this morning before I came in, and I just again. Uh, this sounds horrible. The guy was killed. I didn't notify her. That's, I mean, it seems like general incompetence that we see from the city on a daily basis. It's nothing, you know, any different than they didn't pay the contractors on Riverside and, and it costs $850,000 and they didn't notify somebody that was killed. I mean, this just seems like a pattern and practice of things they do that are just not in the right, you know, course and scope of what they're supposed to be doing. But, um, the, uh, I don't. I just didn't. I don't know how this is a civil. Was it like? It's not a race-based civil rights thing. Oh, clearly not. This is. Uh, no, no offense here for anybody listening. Uh, this is blackity black, black, black across the board. So there, there's no, there's no supremacy to blame. There's none of that. Well, I mean, it just seems like this is just a like incompetence thing to blame and get mad at the city saying you know sure. choke away your administration and the way things are handled are are incompetent and that would be what you know that what i would be upset about um yeah i mean look if people if you're mad about this and you're mad about this incompetence y'all voted for this well i mean i'll tell you i had a, a similar circumstance and with my my own aunt she was uh in a taxi cab about seven years ago in miami and a the city of Miami drum, dump truck driver was driving and hit her in the back of the cab, and she was killed in the accident. And he fell asleep at the wheel was why he hit the cab. Now, the city, like, had known some things about this guy, had, you know, had a prescription drug problem, things like that. So we met with the city, and we got attorneys on the whole thing. And uh, because it was city incompetence, it, was, it wasn't like it, it was like a civil rights issue, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, see, she was killed in a similar circumstance, but it wasn't ever, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a civil rights kind of thing. And, and I don't see the difference here, really. Like, it just seems like a city incompetence issue. Agreed 100%. And, you know, it's just a weird set of circumstances that the brother was George Robinson. And, and 
they have a lawsuit currently pending against the city. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this last night. If they, if Anthony Fox gets freed and this thing gets overturned like it's supposed to be, like everybody but the family, the lawyers, and George Soros funded Hines County DA Jody Owens won't. I think it makes the lawsuit a lot more shaky. Now the city is self-insured, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that they they would love to get some kind of federal. I, I don't know. We talked about this last night because there is the tort limits. Yeah, there's a Mississippi Tort Claims Act, and I don't know how. I haven't looked their lawsuit. I don't know if they filed this as like an excessive force thing in federal court, or if they filed this in state court. I have to read it. I've never I've never read his lawsuit. So, but I'll, yeah. I'll to, I'm going to pull that and I'll check it. So, my my point with all this and why I bring it up is everybody was all on their hands yesterday. The media tripping over themselves mm-hmm. that Al Sharpton was in town. And we're going to go take a break real quick. And we're going to come back. We're going to play some clips. Kenneth Stokes and that bumbling bunch down there at the city council are wanting to do another resolution. That they, These resolutions are, are, are an absolute crap show and a sham. They want to do another resolution so people know that the city won't tolerate this. Are they accepting blame? We'll be right back with Sean Yorkron on the Clay Edwards Show. Go see, uh, go see uh, Scott and Micah. Let them get you rolling. And they're also really easy if you need. We're, we're discussing the Dexter Wade stuff. Um, I, I'm going to play the, the Stokes. We never pass an opportunity to play some Stokes up on this show. This is uh, WLBT. This is Kenneth Stokes. The city of Jackson's ready to pass a resolution, guys. Now, keep in mind, the last couple of resolutions they passed were building JSU a new football stadium. That's going great. And so so they were, so Dion would know how serious they were about him staying. Also, <laughs> I think that worked out well for both parties. Um, also, they passed a resolution recently letting us know. I don't even remember what the other one was. What was it, Sean? The most recent resolution that that went nowhere. God, man, I can't. I don't know. Uh, I had it on the resolution not to pay their bills. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Yeah. I'll remember what the other useless resolution that went nowhere was <laughs> here in a minute. Knows. There's been so many. <laughs> Here's a video. Was hit and killed by an off-duty Jackson police officer earlier this year. Receives one of, if not the first, public apology from a Jackson City leader. It comes just one day before his funeral. Three hundred sides. Holly Emery has details tonight. Thursday, Dexter Wade's mother, Beth Jean Wade, told us her family had yet to receive an apology from the city of Jackson as they continue grieving the loss of their loved one. But Sunday, Ward 3 Councilman Kenneth Stokes issued a public apology, not just as a city leader, but as a fellow parent as well. Now that additional evidence has come to light, including the independent autopsy report showing Wade had plenty of identification on him at the time of the accident, Stokes says it's important the city supports the family. It's a lot of red tape before you can bury someone in one of those pop graves. I don't want to cloud the issue, but I think it's important that the city of Jackson stand up and be counted as we're going to do the right thing. I'm asking all members of the city council, if you could find it in your heart to vote on this resolution Tuesday. Let's send a message to the world that we are not cover-up people. We asked Councilman Stokes if voting for the resolution would mean the city is taking responsibility for the death. 
He says it wouldn't. He added that if the city is found guilty of a cover-up, that the council would support actions to correct the issue. The resolution will be presented to the council on Tuesday, the day after Wade's funeral. Wade's funeral will be held at New Horizon Church International. Imagine being a media, a member of the quote-unquote real media mm-hmm. and having to having to do a story about a resolution that means absolutely nothing. The other resolution that I couldn't think of was when the city got really mad at 60 Minutes for running that stuff about Dion in Colorado, yeah. and they showed a couple of crack houses in Jackson, and everybody got all up in arms. Oh, my God, they're showing the worst part. Da, 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 da. Uh, overwhelming. I bet you that represents about half of Jackson, so I wouldn't say they're just showing the worst part. But they, shot, they signed a resolution to let the people know that Jackson was mad and they weren't going to take it no more. You know, How did that work out? We should do a show where we I – mean, I bet Kingfish would actually be good for this. He's really good at investigative stuff. Pull all the – resolutions from the city of Jackson over the last 10 years and just read out the most ridiculous ones. That's a great idea. You know, we could just, just read them out. Well, that's a great idea. I don't know how to, I'm sure you could get them do a FOIA request or something, but, or maybe they're public. I, I've never looked up a city resolution and don't know where to go to do that, but. Me either. So the Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. I'm going to eat up three more minutes of y'all, uh, of y'all's time. This is the mother from the funeral yesterday. And then I, when we come back from the break after this, I want to discuss what are, what are they trying to do with this? Like, where is this going? We, you know, uh, y'all stay tuned. Hour two. We've got a great story about a former Republican politician from Mississippi named John Henson, who is a bit like, what's the guy up in D.C.'s name now? Santos, Santos got a Santos. little, got a little Santos energy. <laughs> Santos energy, little Santos energy. Man, the Twitter, I follow Santos Twitter, and it yeah. is fantastic. If anybody wants to do that, the stuff he's tweeting every day. All right, let's take, let's let's uh, let's listen to this, and we're going to go to the break after this. And to the mother and two daughters. This is Al Sharpton and the mother of Dexter Wade. Of Dexter Wade. Come on, the father. I want to give thanks. I want to give thanks first to Reverend Al. I want to give thanks to Mr. Crump. I want to give thanks to Mr. Dennis Sweet. And I want to give thanks to the organization that made this happen for my son. And I appreciate everybody that donated, gave me. I appreciate everybody help. Because when this battle started, I started by myself. I started on that path trying to find Dexter. I begged Dexter to come home. Dexter, you made it home. And I want to say to you, I am sorry that I wasn't there. But baby, you know, and you kept on. You told mama, don't stop, because I'm out here. And I found him. And I really found him for his two girls, because he loved them so, so much. And I wanted them to know what happened to their dad. And right now, I thank everybody for just fighting with me. Just keep fighting with me, because it's not over yet. We just let 
We just letting Dexter go home and walk around heaven with his father on the golden street. And that's what he always said. I'm going home to my father. And I'm going to walk the golden street with my father. And now, Dexter, you are home. And I thank every, I just, from the bottom of my heart, I thank everybody. I know his uh, uncle once said, Yeah. The uncle. And then Dennis, why don't you say a word about, you know, Jeff? Uncle. Welcome back into. I'm enjoying this little bit of rain we got last night. It's nice this morning. Yes. Hey, I had a question, but ever since I heard about it, I. How much do you think he got paid to come down? Al? Al, yes, the Reverend Al. You know, I'm not sure if he if he's getting paid an appearance fee or if his action network gets a cut of the lawsuit once they, you know, by bringing attention to it and turning it into a poop fest. You know, right, I, I, I would lean more towards, hold on, I would lean more towards him getting getting a cut of the of the back end action than the, than a front end, than the front end uh, appearance fee type stuff. Because you know, unless somebody that up high up knows him or knows the family, you know, he, he didn't come down here. He come down here get get something out of it. Well, but Dennis Sweet got it. You know, gets hooked up with Ben Crump. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming Dennis Sweet being the local attorney, Ben Crump being the next one up, and then Crump uh, rings Sharpton's bell and. And then the rest, everybody else just gets to dancing. Yeah, that, that, when I heard Al yesterday when they talking about traffic, it might be bad. I'm like, what? Now, somebody texts in. Somebody texts in on the Guns and Gear text line. It says is that he gets a twenty five thousand dollar appearance fee. I don't know how legitimate that is, but you know, nothing would surprise me. But I, I, I tend to think he he's getting in on the back end action, or maybe they are just saying, hey, if we pay him twenty five grand now, we can bring a lot of attention to this thing. And that's that's just an investment into a bigger payout. Yeah, because you know they just do, do it for kind of hard. You know, both sides they're gonna show up to get the publicity, but you know they also getting a check somewhere. Somebody they're getting something more than just showing up. You know, out of the kindness of the heart, like they should be doing it again with the way I feel about it. I think they should stay the hell out of it. Yeah, that too. That too. You know, they're not around close. But you ain't from like down. I heard it. I, you ain't from down here, get the head from around here. You ain't from down here, get the head from around here. That's right. All right, Chris. Appreciate you, brother. All right, man. Y'all be blessed. I have thank you, and I don't get to speak to you before. Uh, absolutely. Happy too. Thanksgiving, brother. You know, uh, Sean, uh, bring this up real quick. Sure. There's obviously going to be tort limit issue with this, too. And this is why I think they're trying to, obviously, my captain obvious statement of the day here. This is why they're trying for the civil rights angle. Yeah, and that's what that's where my confusion. Obviously, you can your civil rights. Everybody's got civil rights. It can be violated yeah. regardless of you know whether uh, you're whether it's based on race. I mean, if this was an excessive force, maybe Eighth Amendment kind of thing, and that's what they're saying. But I, that's what's confusing me. That's what I was saying. You know, before we came in here today, I was like, this is just confusing me in terms of what what's the angle because I'm just looking at the facts. Like, JP, JPD off duty officer 
hits this guy on the interstate and he take, I guess they, they called the corner at that time, right when it happened and he, and when he dies and whatever. And they, the city makes a mistake of not properly identifying him. Now I, somebody may know this better than I do. I'm just trying to figure out what the civil rights violation there is. I, I don't, I just can't. I can't see what it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, and somebody that does this, I've never done that kind of work, but I'm trying to think what it is. And, um, because it just, they, they were, they were in stupid. I mean, you know, but I can't put it any better. They just like, if you read the report, here, having to says, be notified of your son's death or not being notified of your son's death isn't a civil rights violation. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like that is. And maybe, maybe it is. And I just don't know. But one thing I did read here is that they said that they realized he had identification once they did an independent autopsy. Well, I mean, didn't they realize that when he was hit and they checked his his you know his person and found a wallet? I, yeah, I mean, I mean incom- wouldn't they have known then? Incompetency. I mean, when, I when would, they they exhumed the body, when they exhumed the body, I'm guessing he had his identification in his pocket. I mean, when they buried him with the identification, Is that what apparently so. Well, I mean, I'm just like I assume they like took his you know they took his clothing when he, when they when there wouldn't have been an independent autopsy done before he died because they didn't know. Yeah, I, or I think yeah, the family sure. weren't notified, you know, so they had to exhume the body, then do this independent autopsy. But his, but his, his, his stuff must have been logged or inventory at the time of his death. I would have think that would just make sense to me. Like they would have done that. Well, consider the source. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I get that part of it, and so that's where, that's where I guess my confusion stems from is that it seems like this was just really being incompetent like Wouldn't not that? properly like just say hey we're, like how hard is this clay let me let me put this you hit some guy you know everybody comes out there they're checking his they're like oh he's got an id okay let's find out who his relatives are like that seems like the normal course of practice when that happens i mean it happens all the time when somebody's killed yeah well um and uh, who's to say they didn't try i mean you um, know everybody ain't easy to get in touch with no, and that could have happened too. I don't know. You know, they may not have been able to track down certain relatives. I didn't know. You know, like you said, didn't you tell me at the break that this lady was not involved in her brother's life for many years? That was that my could, understanding. Okay, I will say allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. You know, my okay. understanding was this lady comes about comes up out of nowhere after several years uh, estranged from her brother. Maybe they had a hard time of fi- finding out who his relatives were, and that's what happened. Yeah, but certainly they were able to identify him at the time that it happened if he had his ID on them. I'm just trying to say, how do you how do you miss that? Yeah, yeah. I, look we, again. We can agree that this was incompetence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And and, and, it, and it may come out that they did try to find. Him. Maybe he has an old address. Mm-hmm. And they can't just look at the name and say, oh, well, oh, this is Betterman's. This is Betterman's son. We know what we're going through with her right now. We better make sure she knows. Well, actually, I guess they didn't know who he was because they put him in a pauper's grave that was just numbered. Yeah. So they didn't even check his pocket. Yeah. Like, how do they? I'm just. It's just confusing. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just confusing. Like, how do you not do something that simple as checking the guy if he has an ID? Yeah, well, a lot of things, Sean and Jackson. I, I just, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That would just, it seemed like that would be the first so, thing we do. Or so one of the could, could they do. say the civil rights violation? And could, they haven't even filed a civil rights lawsuit yet, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know it's going that direction. Right. Did Do you think that, because her, her angle is, I'm suing the city, and this is their payback for for me suing them. Oh, they, I mean that's a little bit of a stretch, don't you think? Uh, absolutely. That that, uh, that would mean that whoever ran the guy over automatically knew, planned that, it out. And you yeah. know me, I'm like I'm the one here that's like not I, the conspiracy theorist, right? So I'm like, yeah, right. And I think the city got what it wanted out of the other. I mean, the city 
wanted Anthony Fox in jail. That was my I mean, impression they, from the way the mayor was yeah, you know, behaving and all that stuff. Sure, yeah. yeah. They're not they're not mad at her for suing the city. They they uh, they're all right on right on board in my opinion. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, I got two two questions. How come every time somebody gets killed by the cops, that crump guy who's an attorney is always front, always their attorney? Ambulance chaser. Okay. Another thing. What did Anthony, the person that died in that Anthony Fox case? What did the autopsy say they died from? It, it was uh, some type of aneurysm of some sort, if I remember right, or he had drugs in his system, I think. I, I, I had to go back and look, but it was clearly not what they accused um, Fox of doing. Or said it could not have been caused by what uh, by what the, the deal with Fox. Well, I, I got a question for you. Uh, don't get mad when I ask you. Says, have you any, has anybody tried to hit Tato for a pardon on any of this stuff? Uh, a pardon for... Yeah, yeah, actively, but it's got to run through the appeal process and all that first. Before he gets a pardon, no, it doesn't. He can be pardoned well, before no, he even goes to trial. No, that's what they, that's what Tate and them want to do. But now that the AG's office has come out and said that, uh, they said that it should be overturned. You know, he wasn't going to pardon anybody before that election. Well, can't, can't the AG just drop the charges all together? Sean. Even no, like no, already? it no. wasn't. It wasn't state charges. No, I mean, it was a state charge. I mean, it's a, it it's a county, right? No, it's a state. I mean, it's still uh, state. It's still state of Mississippi. But it's a. It, he was convicted by a jury, so it was appealed. So the court of appeals is going to have to reverse it for it to come back. The, the AG can't. can't hey, no, Sean, no, no, if it gets thrown out, is there even though I know there's double jeopardy laws, but is there anything that keeps them from bringing some other charges on him after he's out? Well, it depends on the. Wor- when you say thrown out, it depends on the way it way that what the court does. So they would have you know, well they got three options, but one of the two would be they could reverse what's called reverse and remand it, and that means they could that's sending it back to the circuit court for another trial. They could also reverse and render it, means which means he's basically free at that point. They're they're so they got those two options. So he could go back on a reverse and remand, or he could just be it could be over with with reverse and rendered, or they could affirm it, which means they're going to upheld the conviction conviction. So that's the that's the way that would work. What kind of timeline is, are, were they talking about, Clay, as far as the Supreme Court hearing it? As far as what? As far as the next court hearing it, when does that happen? Are you talking about for for Fox? Yeah. It, it won't be till after the first of the year at some point. They haven't they haven't said yet. But uh, I, I did, uh, somebody did, uh, I had some folks helping on trying to get, get it all. Uh, get it overturned, not overturned, trying to get Tate to pardon him. Apparently there's a, there's some time restraints on when that can be done and when it can't be done, and apparently it was too late to get to get the pardon. So it's got to run through the system now. You guys have a great day. You too. Peace. It's too late. To, he can't just issue a pardon whenever he wants to. I don't. Uh, maybe it has to be done before an appeal. They do I, like an apply. They did app. Oh. Maybe the case has to be over with, yeah. and then he can. I, there may be a way. I don't know how that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I'm never. Either. I've never represented anybody that gets I, gets a parted. You know. I mean, so. look. I got every. Teresa and I and Fred Shanks. I mean, we got everybody involved on this. Mm-hmm. Could possibly get involved. Oh yeah, I know you have. I mean, and I got no doubt. And, and ran it as far up the ladder as it could go, and overwhelmingly the support is to get him out. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the details were on why he hadn't got the pardon. I just assumed it was because of the election and not wanting to ruffle any feathers. But uh, just got a text that it was too late. Let's take a break. Come back. We'll be right back. Driving. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards show. Sean with his premature talkulation. 
Uh, anyway, we've got about a minute left here before the top of the hour break. I, I think we've kind of – I guess we've gotten so many texts here, we're going to have to drag this over into the second hour because I want to read you guys' text. Uh, my point being, I don't care who was in the wrong or was not in the wrong on this deal. I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm passing the buck and saying, yeah, the city was 100% in the wrong. Yeah. I'm moving that – I'm taking that off the table so we're not arguing about that. What I'm saying is I don't have – the sympathy that I that people seem to believe I should have for this because this lady was a huge part of the very reason why Anthony Fox is in jail and for a crime he did not commit. And until that gets rectified, I don't have the energy to uh to crank up any give a dams about this. Yeah, great. Shouldn't have been walking down the road. How about that? Yeah, I mean obviously I you know, I mean I have sympathy for it, uh, in, uh, anybody, but I I do, you know, like we were just saying at the break, I mean Stop walking down the interstate. I just, I'm going to say it. Just, yeah, just don't walk like, down the interstate. It happens all the time. I see, it's always by my house. And all right, we'll be right back at the top of the hour. We've established that walking on the interstate is a bad idea. It, like, it, it is. Just, just I, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. I want to read a couple texts here because I ask people to text in. I don't think it's right to not read their text. Sure. So uh, Jamie says, Jamie says, uh, da, 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 a lot of stuff here, but I'm going to read it. He says, when, when he was hit, they did check and found ID on him. The coroner tried to get in touch one time and turned it over to the cops, and then he checked back monthly. He had a medicine bottle on him and even called the mental place for an address of where to live. He's saying so they knew. And I, okay. I, just, I just asked the question. I'm like, well, are they legally bound to notify next to kin on, on an adult? Know. I don't know. How that, I don't know what the, the law is on that. And then he says, I mean, they just generally do, though. I mean, they just really do. Yeah. I mean, but they're not forced to. I mean, yeah, I mean, and they may be, it may be something law. I just don't, and I mean, it's just not one of those things that, you know, just happens. I mean, generally, that's what everybody does. So I'm, I'm sure there's something, some kind yeah. of. Well, J- Jamie continues after I asked that question. And he says, listening when they had the press conference, that's just what happened with the steps. The coroner. The coroner did once, and the cops found out the information from the mental facility. Mm-hmm. And the coroner kept checking for six months or longer with the police. After one phone call from the coroner, and he got no, he got no one. Then he just turned it over. Is all I know. But she had a missing persons report out before he was actually hit. So there was a missing persons report on him okay. before he got ran over. And they didn't match those up. With this, with the ID and the missing persons report, I guess not. Do they not have like a system, like a like an NCIC type system for missing persons, and you run somebody's name through it? Or, or none of I these think system, so. none of these systems talking yeah. to one another. And uh, in, in ending with Jamie's text here says they knew. Other than that, I don't know. But usually, it's the cops that do that job, and not the coroner. Yeah, that's what I was. I mean, I would think the initial report the police would have been like here's his id you know this is so and so it just makes sense well i mean if they okay so if that's correct and they knew who, who he was and they attempted to do it what did they do wrong then that changes my whole or, or i guess both our whole argument from last hour i mean if they did the right steps and they couldn't get in touch with anybody yeah then what did they what what did they do wrong yeah, I mean, they just didn't bend over backwards and go make a home visit. I mean, I, I don't know what what are they again? What are they, what are they liable to to do? I mean, what are they required to do as far as like step one, step two, step three? I mean, at some point, like whose job is it, and do they care? And also, I mean, did they conduct some sort of um, sobriety test on the officer that was off duty? I assume they did that. You, you, you would assume, and maybe that's part of it too. Let's get a call. Uh, hey, Jerry. Hey, man. 
Okay. Uh, we're, we're dealing with Jackson, right? Yes. Yeah. Say no more. And they are saying that there's a cover-up. Can Jackson spell cover-up? Because they can't pay their bill. It's just incompetent. So they're acting like there's some grand conspiracy to deprive them. Look, it's sad that the guy's family wasn't notified, but it's basically, you know, hey, we screwed up. We, we, but where is, where is the Ben Crump and uh, Al Sharpton play in this? Where, where, where's the payday they're looking for? Well, the city is self-insured, so and they ha- and we have tort limits here. You know, I don't know if, if this; these are big names that chase millions and millions of dollars. I don't know if their cut of a five hundred dollar, five hundred thousand dollar tort max well, is well, worth well, the why squeeze. Why would the city even pay a tort for something that basically, like, hey, we apologize? It's not like they did not pay a contractor and they walked off to. Uh, job and to give a come back they had to pay all back pay and penalties it's not in a contract i mean it's look it's sad they had an accident they didn't identify him properly it, but it doesn't surprise me if it surprises anyone about jackson look at the water and why we have to have capital police district well apparently they did we just found out i don't know if you're listening the person texted yeah. and said that they did notify or attempt to do it properly so it seems like they don't even know, oh. have that angle um well, it doesn't play into the golden uh, coffin, you know, middle name of George, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. anyway. And I also, just, I would wonder, just, too, that he was off-duty at the time. I know he was in a patrol car. So that's, you know, I think well, that's an interesting dynamic, too. Well, look, thank you. I appreciate it. I just want, it is Jackson, right? I just want to make sure. So yeah. that, it's kind of like voting in Hines County in the Delta with the Keith. They're saying everything was perfect. You know, look, I, I enjoyed the interview. Sharp guy. But if you don't think there's something, I can give you personal testimony over on Martin Luther King at the library where I've been a poll watcher in Callaway High School. And you just like put your hands up saying, my God, I think Argentina's better than this. And I've watched it personally. And um, so, and, and made reports about it back in the day, but that was when Eric Clark was the Secretary of State. Just like, oh, well, guess, guess, guess that got swept under the rug. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it was an accident. There's incompetence. Hated. I was just trying to figure out where the cover-up was. Yeah, I don't think there was a cover-up. I mean, unless the cop was drunk mm-hmm. and they're not letting us know that, I don't think there's a cover-up here. I think it's just incompetence. Well, well anyway, thank you. I enjoyed it. Y'all have a good, have Pre- good Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm talking to y'all. Same Thanks. to you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I think we're, from the best I can tell from text messages and calls, I think we're all kind of on the same page here. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't think Jackson has the ability to cover something up. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be honest. I, 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 and I'm not talking about it, everybody. Like Gary just said, they can't even pay the 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 bill to the contractor on Riverside. I mean, and then cost the city another eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. I mean, they can't even get that right. I mean, cover up is a, is a is a big thing for them to get right. <laughs> you know, I, that's what I'm saying. Too many people would have to know to be involved. Yeah. For this to be a cover-up. It's like when they say, you know, if you're going to go commit a crime, you do it by yourself. Because if you, if one person knows, too many people know. Someone, I used to say this, is, is someone always talks. Yeah. That's how you get people. Someone always talks, man. I mean, it's just the way it is. All right, let's, let's just hit a couple more texts here. And when we come back from our next break, we're going to clear the deck and move on to this other topic about John Henson. Y'all are going to love this. Yeah. Unknown texter. 
I have to find the video reel of a lady calling it racism. How is it racism when the city is 80% black? Well, even even remove the demographics of the city, when when the mayor's black, when the victim's black, when the cop, I assume, is most likely black, because if he wasn't, we would already know, because it would be a sacrificial lamb. And, and just everybody involved, police chief, everybody involved is black in this case. So I don't understand how it could be racism, but... Yeah, I don't like, think there's a race angle here, obviously. No. That, that, but like they're that. making it one. Let's talk about that real but quick. But also think about this, Clay. Take it, let's say he was white, okay? But if, he, if it's just a guy walking in the street and you, like, you hit somebody and... I mean, whether it was an Asian person driving a patrol car or Hispanic, white. I mean, I don't know that somebody was sitting there driving their patrol car and be like, you know what I'm going to do is commit a race-based crime by hitting somebody on the interstate. Well, I mean, I don't know that that was what that, that would be. What that, that would be exactly how they tried to paint it. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a white man, and he saw a black man walking down the road, and rage took over. His eyes turned red, and he just targeted him. I mean, well, that's what I was saying earlier. I don't know where all this, you know, where everybody's getting, you know, why Ben Crump and Al Sharpton are here. It just seems like this is an incompetence issue. And even maybe not even that. Apparently, they may have just, um, they may have tried to actually notify. And then really what we're dealing with is a negligent issue, if you want to call it that, from the officer hitting them on the interstate. You brought this up before we went on the air. Are they trying to create another Mammy Teal? What was her first name? Was it called Mammy? Uh, Emmett Teal's mother. Yeah. I don't know what they're, I mean, it's. Some show pony. Dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm just completely. I feel like I'm in an alternate universe with this one. I mean, I just don't know what it is. That's you know. I just like that's why I texted you yesterday when I was like, "What's Al Sharpton doing here?" I mean, I just I didn't get it. I mean, this this lady, if she don't even if she don't get a a penny from the city, she'll now be the NAACP show pony. They'll be able to run her out to all these events. She'll get these huge speaking fees. But to argue about what, though? That's what yeah. I'm, that's where my confusion is. Well, you know? I mean, look, they, 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 they claim that George Floyd got killed by a racist white like, cop. Like, okay, let me I put... Mean, everything's about race, Sean. Let me or, put... Or, or anti-police. Let me put in this argument. If the mother of the two people that were attacked during the Goon Squad incident did that, I'd understand. I'd be like, yes, she's correct, okay? And, you know, maybe she should actually go on a tour around the country speaking about this kind of stuff. Absolutely, that makes sense, like, to me. But here, I, this doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm trying to say, you know? it just Or, like, the case that we had back over 12 years ago with Daryl Deadman and James Craig Anderson, his family going out, that was a race-based crime. There was an issue there. So, I, you know, those types of things I can see. Um, the Goon Squad's a little more parallel because we're talking about police officers in this instant were so that would make sense to me but here i'm just at a loss for what it is i guess well clearly the, the if the officer was black and he ran over this guy he was the black face of white supremacy sean that's that's what they're trying to t- that's what i'm trying to tell you they they when there ain't enough racism you have to create it and, yep. and then when, you, when the narrative don't work that it was racism you have to be well it's, it's a it's a white supremacy police thing and even though they're black cops the supremacy is still why this happened. Well, I mean, I you know, you get it better than I do. I just I, again, I'm just completely lost. I, I understand the the goon squad thing, but sure. I'm bored with that 100. percent You know, and but uh, this one, I'm just not. I'm just unclear about what's going on. So. I asked Sean this question. Someone's the than me needs to call in and tell me because I just don't know. I asked Sean this question during the break, and I we I think we almost agree. Maybe just a little off. Would we even know about the goon squad if those two guys were white? Would would a lawyer have believed the crazy story they told? Believed it enough to have pursued it if they if the if the two victims were white in the goon squad thing? I I say no. We would never even heard about it. I think initial. I think you know white or black. Like I was saying, this is a break. 
the story was so fantastic and crazy, right? That me, okay, and I said I used my, me as an example. Obviously, I was a prosecutor ten years, so my first viewpoint that anybody's a criminal is ninety nine point nine percent of the time lying. Like I always think that I'm like because usually that's the case. Yeah, I mean they're kind of in the business of lying. Like that's what they do, and uh, not usually not very well. So like I probably wouldn't, you know, if the cops came, I probably wouldn't have believed them. Unfortunately, because I just conditioned that way, and um, and if the, you know, and if there was a if it was, you know, white victims, same, same. I would have felt the same way. I'm like, oh, you guys are just, you know, you guys are a bunch of drug dealers too. You know, that's what I would have thought yeah. initially if they had come to me. Now, I think this case may have gotten if they if they were if say all players were white and like all the other there's all these other victims out there actually now that are I think white victims and other black victims. So I think the scope of it would have yeah. gained national attention. Just the sheer scope. Yeah, but of it, it. but but if it had never if a lawyer had never believed them to begin with. Yeah, would have, there wouldn't be. It would have never got that snowball effect. Yeah, that's true. I mean, somebody would have to, you know, had to believe. And then I, I think there were other issues too, where there. I guess MBI got involved right initially, and then kind of figured out. So maybe it would have came out that way. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I think it would. I would think it would. It, it definitely, it definitely garnered the national media because you know, national media, Mississippi, racism. It's a you know, the New York Times loves that kind of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. that sells papers. So sure. All right, let's take a break. Come back. We're going to hit the reset button here and get into a crazy political uh, political story from 1979, 80, 81, from in that era. Y'all aren't going to believe what we're about to tell you, if you don't already know, the John Henson story when we return. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.